Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spooky Movie Squad. Yes. This is episode 119, chapter four in our journey through classic horror. And so we are now, The Mummy was December 22nd, 1932. So now we are almost a year later in November 13th, 1933. And we watched The Invisible Man. So I remember reading some of the book. Uh, the book is a, it, it's very science heavy because they talk about all the different weird things they have to go through. If you're actually invisible, there's a lot of issues and stuff like that because like the retinas, like in the light and all, there's a lot of scientific, like scientists have talked about this book. And they go through all those issues. If you were actually were invisible, it'd be very shitty and very painful well, for you to be invisible. That's why he had those uh, goggles on. Yeah. He had to wear those goggles all the time. Yeah, it'd be very painful. And so uh, there have been many different versions of The Invisible Man. The, the one version I watched a lot of was the 2000. I want to say it was in 2000. There was a TV show where like a lovable criminal gets the serum and he becomes... The Invisible Man, and so he's trying to save the day, and he's not evil or crazy or grabbing titties <laughs> and, you know, being evil. And then there was Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon, very poopy version that we'll probably watch probably in October if we don't find a way to shoehorn it in. Hey, I love that movie. I love it too, but it's poop. <laughs> the first time I saw it was in a drive-in theater. Man, you saw hey, that movie? It's all gigantic. <laughs> that's a titty. But uh, <laughs> and then in the I want to say it came out what 2019 or 2020, the Invisible Man, the newer one, 2020. Uh, 2020, uh, they kept going and they made a new one, so it was going to be part of the Universal Classic Monster Universe. They had this plan to do what Marvel did with all of their heroes and make this world where it's all connected and stuff. It did not work because of the new version of The Mummy. It was terrible. With Tom Cruise, it was poop. And it was so, garbage. Yeah, and so Invisible Man was going to be one of the next movies. And so uh, there were tons of other different people involved. It was going to be Johnny Depp, I believe, was going to be an Invisible Man in that version. And tons of other famous people, but it didn't work, obviously. <laughs> and so Universal just decided that they were just going to make movies with those monsters but just filmmaker separate and just driven there's no big universal world they still could do it i mean I just, just have invisible man be the first one and just, just ignore the fact that that garbage movie came out with tom cruise like skip him yeah like they really could do it um so 100 percent invisible man the new one will be in october also who the fuck was like yeah, we're going to have Tom Cruise, but we're not going to make him be fucking Lestat from Interview with a Vampire, which he played perfectly from, like, 1994. What the fuck? He should have been a vampire, honestly. He should mm -hmm. have been Nosferatu. Like, you're if you're going to do all this, make him count Dracula. Like, mm -hmm. he really should have been. Like, come on. He's already, we already know him and love him as Lestat slash hate him because he's evil. But, like, <laughs> he would have been perfect. There's there's your fucking vampire. Start it from there. Yeah. Why would you cast him as the fucking mummy? Well, hindsight, he wasn't mummy. He was yeah, but we already fussed about this earlier. Whatever he was supposed to be. Yeah. So let's go back to 1933. 
this movie, Claude Rains, uh, an amazing actor. He plays the Invisible Man. I didn't realize his performance in this movie helped inspire Mark Hamill to make his Joker. So the laugh and the craziness. That's yes. Where Mark Hamill got his idea to be the Joker. I didn't realize that because when he was laughing and like saying jokes, I was like, man, this is it's crazy. I like the Joker. And then he, he was then I read that. Enough. I was like, ain't that a bitch? Like, and it makes sense. I could see Mark Hamill be like, this movie's amazing. Like, oh, I like that laugh. It's crazy. The uh, This Invisible Man, uh, out of all the universal monsters, he has the highest body count. He murders tons of people in this movie. And so he's the most bloodthirsty classic horror bad guy. And it is like one of the least well done, like portrayed murders ever. Oh my god, my favorite is uh, towards the end when he throws the damn chair on the uh, at the cop, and it's just like a weak little toss at him, and then he's like, "Yeah, I bashed his skull in." <laughs> it's like you did win. <laughs> hey, they didn't drink milk back then, man. All their bones were soft. It's weird to me that you have a higher kill count than. Nosferatu. In that one, he just it it depends on the story, but he just drinks blood and he doesn't kill anybody. He just he, he murdered keeps all those folks on that out. boat. Yeah, but that was like 20. Sure did. Yeah, but that was every single person on that boat. Yeah, that's 20. 122 people died. They they counted. It was in one of those spinning newspapers. Oh, okay. Oh, like, <laughs> I don't remember that many people dying. He rocked a lot of people's socks on that. Got it. It was just like off screen. Got it. And so it. when you think about like, hey, how did they make him invisible, Otis? Was it real shitty looking and stuff? It actually looked oh, amazing. It was beautiful. So mm-hmm. I read yeah. they dressed Claude Rains completely in black velvet. So for the scenes when he was like unraveling and they filmed him in front of a black velvet background. And so that was enough to make it work back in the day. I was looking at like, this is fucking amazing. Green screen. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, no, there is a moment in this scene or in this movie where he's like in his little hotel room and he's unwrapping his face and it's like just half of his face is unwrapped and his yeah. like he's talking and you can still see like the other half of his, the top half of his head like moving like he's talking and my mind just like exploded. Like my jaw dropped to the floor and I could not understand how they fucking made it work in 1933. Like I don't understand right? technology at all. The cool the cool thing about this is, is back then, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I read something one time uh, a while back that said it's super easy to take these old films and re uh, redo them in high definition because back then the cameras were 100 percent able to record in high definition the the only problem was they didn't have a way to display anything in high definition so they could record it like that and that's why when they when they're redoing this like if you get a chance to watch them thank you i couldn't think of the word um if you get a chance to watch this is for the audience but if you get a chance to watch these in their remastered editions they look incredible yeah they're great yeah, no, it's ah, it's really cool. This movie is awesome. Just the really cool ideas they come up with. And hey, James Whale, you know that name. It pops up a lot in this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude, he's good at what he, and he does. He has a really good idea. Incredible. He goes with it. So James Whale, known for getting all of these like movie monsters going. You know, Universal should really like, like shake his 
skeletal hand or one of his like <laughs> yeah <laughs> offspring because he did a really sweet job with this yeah okay so let's get into it let's talk about the invisible man uh this one's also what is it 70 71 minutes so this one they're all short gets in gets out there's no time to fuck around and have like a dream sequence and songs and shit nah invisible chokes get thrown down the stairs yeah get in there get out so <laughs> Um, the beginning of this movie is a snowy night and a stranger comes into this sweet ass bar, the lion's head in, and he's like, I need a room and and then leave me alone. It's just, it's a very sweet intro to it. A lot of all the other ones, you have to see the creation of the bad guy. It's always at the beginning when everything's all happy and stuff. This one's skipped all that. Honestly, it's toward like maybe the third act, honestly, the way it feels like we've missed the beginning of it him accepting what he has to do and then it's like oh i need to fix this you know well he talks about it in the middle he talks about what happened towards in the second act yeah it oh man it's really cool like i love when movies you have to play catch up the whole time and you're wondering yeah. like well why is this like this why is that like that it's a really sweet idea quentin tarantino does it all the time in his movies he loves having them out of order so you have to just sit there and just wonder why the fuck is that happening yeah. like that it's a really cool scene and so the man just demands to be left alone. The innkeeper, Mr. Hall, uh, <laughs> he's sent by his wife to kick him out because he's being extra mean, throwing stuff at people, just being an asshole. He hasn't paid any of his rent. And so Mr. Hall's like, no, nah, I got to kick you out, man. Like you said, you're going to give us some money soon. And I don't know what you're doing up here. It's all weird and stuff, but you got to you got to get out my wife. You're mean to my wife. Yeah, like, you got nah. to get, get out. And he's happy like, wife, happy life. Get yeah. Out. And I like... I thought it was funny that he was all super timid to his wife. And then all of a sudden he goes upstairs and he's like, listen here, you jerk. Get the heck out of my house. This ain't your house this is my house. Not my house. You don't treat my wife like that. In my house. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and so the stranger says, this innkeeper's empty. Yeet! And chunks his ass down the stairs. <laughs> Fuck out of my house. <laughs> And Mr. Hall eats it on the ground. He's knocked the fuck out. His wife is shrieking like a freak. Bandit. Oh, my gosh. So oh, scary. and so all the... Like Angela in that episode of The Office where she was like, say bandit! Yeah. Over and over and over again. <laughs> all, the innkeeper's wife was screaming like that. Yep. So uh, all the patrons of the, the, the inn bar, they're like, whoa, no, we're going to the cops. And so <laughs> they pick up the policeman. And they're like, that dude's crazy upstairs, man. You got to take care of this. And he's like, okay, I got this. It's just one dude. Well, he's like a scientist or something. Like, I got this. He's a little nerd. And so they get up there and he's like, hey, you need to quit all this. And he's like, you guys want to see some crazy shit? And he's like, whatever. Takes off. Oh, shit. He's got that nerd rage. <laughs> Takes off his bandages, freaks everyone the fuck out in the room. He's like, oh, shit. He's invisible. And so. They kind of come up with a plan is they're like, well, we stay over here. You can't get past us to get out of the door. And he opens the window and they're like, damn it, he's going to get to the window. Policeman goes over there, gets his ass choked out. <laughs> he's like, you think I would escape like some kind of common criminal? Yeah, <laughs> get choked. And so he's like, ah, and he goes down and then they, he slips out of the room naked as a jailbird. And so <laughs> gets all the way out of the inn. And so people are freaking the hell out. He's running through town, stealing bikes, slapping babies, just being a nuisance. It, it's it's <laughs> funny, but then later on, it's not that funny what he does. But uh, nope. at this beginning, 
he's just a naked man running around just messing stuff up riding on yeah. bikes he's like hey, hey i'll give you the slip and so this town is 100 just crazy right now because they're like why were things moving and why was this man laughing why did i hear a wiener just flapping in the wind it's like <laughs> <laughs> so many questions and so we find out later this dude, Dr. Jack Griffin, he has been trying his best to discover the secret invisibility. And so he was doing tests with this drug called monocaine. Yeah, monocaine. And so uh, his fiance, Flora, really nice name. I like that. It's a really sweet name. And so uh, like the daughter of the dude that he worked for, they're all sad because he like disappeared at a point. And, and so... You find out that there was a list of chemicals and he took what he needed and then he ran off because he didn't want anybody else to figure out how he did it. And so he's like, no, fuck this. And when he figured it out, like burnt all the evidence, he's like, nah, 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 get rid of this. And so you find out later that uh, in a book, it was a German book. I think it was German. Or, uh, I can't remember, but it said that everyone knows about the the bleaching power of the monocane it you know takes the color away from things but hey they never read on and say like hey this shit will make you insane and it messes with your mind and stuff and it's like oh so he's going slowly crazy and so then after the the evening of his just chicanery in the town he goes to kemp's house and so he forces kemp to be his partner because there's a lot of things he can't do because he's invisible and he's naked all the time and it's cold and stuff. And so he tells them all of like the little things that he can't do. It's like, hey, if I get dirt under my nails, you can see it. If I'm, you know, not clean at all, you know, you can see me. And it's like, there's if smoke. Eat, if yeah. I eat, there's like an hour long digestion period where you can still see the food inside my chest, yeah. and my stomach. It's it, That was so gross. <laughs> and I forget that, yeah, th those would be issues because it's not like your skin's invisible. In that show, Invisible Man in 2000s, it was just his skin that went invisible. It refracted light and did some, something to your eyes. But in this one, his whole body is invisible, everything. And so it's like, it got weird. And so it makes sense of why he did things the way he did. And so he tells Kemp that he has to go back to the end because he left all his notebooks and stuff on the process. And he needs it because he wants to be able to go back visible and he can choose to do it at that point. And he's like, well, while I'm invisible and when I get my books, we're going to kill a lot of people. <laughs> Kim's like, no. He's like, yeah. We're going to commit a lot of crimes. We're going to be rich, I tell you. Rich. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this and you're going to help me or I'll like choke you out. And yeah. he's like, uh, I'll murder you if you don't help me murder well, all these other folks. Kim's like, I don't want that. So I guess I'm going to help you. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Kemp takes him back to the end and probably one of the funniest parts in this movie. Uh, so the policeman and everyone in town talk to other people. And so the policeman's like boss comes to the town. And he's like, you guys, this is a hoax. Y'all are all smoking something. There's no invisible person here. What are y'all talking about? And he sits everybody this down. Whole town's talking shit. Yeah. He sits them down and he's like debunking everybody's stuff. And he's like, oh, my bike just rode off by myself he's like were you drinking did you have a drink that day he's like yeah i did but my bike was scooting on its own he's like well you were drunk get out of my face debunked <laughs> who's next? how many drinks you have well only a couple yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> uh griffin 
sneaks to the room and uh, drops the books off to Kemp in the alleyway. And then Griffin decides, he's like, I'm about to fuck with these dudes. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Call me fake, bitch. I'm for real terrorizing this town. <laughs> I'm for real, real. And so he's making things fly across the room, hitting people in the face. Everyone's screaming and running. And then <laughs> the police chief gets his ass choked the fuck out. <laughs> Everyone scoots out the room and he's like, hey, hey, take some of this. And so chokes him out. And Puts I'm like, hands on him, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and so kill number one, actually two. Several. Yeah, know. he's been killing. So um, Kemp gets back home and uh, Griffin's like, hey, I'm sleepy. I'm invisible. I've been naked like 80% of this day. So I'm going to lay down. cold. <laughs> yeah. Give me a ring fire. It's cold <laughs> out there. Have you been outside? It's rather chilly when you have to run around without clothes. Right? And so he's like, I'm going to go sleep. Don't do anything stupid or I'll choke you. I'll know what you're doing because I'm invisible. Apparently he can, he knows everything. So uh, Kemp calls Cranley. He calls all these scientists and he's like, I need help, man, because this dude is insane and he's going to kill me. And so he calls the police. And so uh, Flora gets there and she's like, hey, we need to go by and like talk about this. And so like, I love you. Like, let's work it out. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And so when he realizes Kemp called the cops and he's calling all these people, he's like, hey, I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to kill you. Kill 10 you. 10 o'clock. I'm going to kill you. death o'clock. <laughs> and then he scoots off naked into the night. <laughs> Forget so, the witching hour. How about right? the invisible hour? And so Kemp's like, holy shit, he's going to kill me, y'all. And he's like, yeah, we know, man. And so Griffin goes off on a killing spree. He's just doing whatever he feels like at this point. He derails a train, just kills hundreds of people. That was a lot. He robs a bank and fucks with folks and then throws all the money in the air. Like, he wasn't even going to keep it. He just gave it to people. Like, he said, fuck it. Yeah, he he (laughs) gave no shits, man. He did not give any fucks. He was just scaring folks. And so at this point, the... It's so weird because you got to think of how do you stop an invisible person? And so they have these plans where they kind of stay close to each other and they have sticks and they're just waving them in front of them because they're like, mm-hmm. if I hit something, then I got them. And, and they so go to the police station. Yeah. So one volunteer, he like hears something by a cliff. Invisible dude pushes his ass off of it. Yep. And then another dude gets close. <laughs> he's like, Ricky. And he, he get also over there gets pushed off <laughs> he gets the cliff. He straight up says, why don't you keep your friend company? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a mess. He's out here just nakedly causing yeah. mayhem. Well, then they go to the police station, and all the cops are like, they put the salt on the wall <laughs> so that they'll be able to see. Like, if the salt gets disturbed, yeah, they'll know that over. he hopped over the fence. Oh my god! And a fucking cat jumps on the fence and disturbs the salt, and they freak out, thinking that the invisible dude is there. Yeah, they're ready to <laughs> ready to get the whomping on invisible. And I love that the yeah. original cop comes in and his, with his freaking unnatural goofiness, and he's all covered in the salt, and he's like, oh, "He's here. He was on the wall. <laughs> Look, I'm covered in it." <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, ten o'clock's coming up quick, and Kemp's like, "Man, I'm not trying to die from an invisible naked man. Y'all need to help." And so they dress him up in a police uniform, and they're like, "Hey, we're just cops walking home." La 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 la. And so they scoot him back to his house. And then Kemp's like, hey, I'm going to drive off. I'm going. I'm getting out of town. And so Griffin was in the back seat. And he's, uh-huh. and he's like, it's cold. I'm naked. You about to die. And so yep. he ties him o'clock. up. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock, asshole. I told you I was going to kill you. And so he ties him up in the car, lets off the brake, and scoots him down the, down this, like, hill. And he <laughs> flies off and just explodes. And it's sad. And 
Murdered. What a cool action sequence, though, for 1933. Like that. <laughs> it really was. was so dope. <laughs> that car hit that first bump, and it was like whoops, flames. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, all right. It's so Griffin, worn out with all the killing and naked, just madness, he's reaped into the world. He uh, there's a snowstorm, and so they're like, hey, this is our best chance to catch this naked son of a bitch because it's cold. He's got to hide somewhere. And so he goes into a barn. Well, and he can't hide in the snowfall. True. You'll be able to see his footprints on the ground because of the snow and this, the falling snow will catch on his invisible body. Oh, yeah. He still has a physical form. Oh, yeah. And so uh, he goes into a barn and there's all this hay and he's laying under it. He's like, whoo, it's so goddamn cold. I'm naked. And so the guy that owns the barn sees the hay just snoring and moving on its own. And he's like, oh, shit. And runs off and he tells the police chief and detectives and everybody they surround the barn and then they set fire to the son of a bitch because they're like we'll get him outside we'll shoot his ass they hold hands well like yeah their whole life yeah hands across america their ass the closer to the barn <laughs> and they're like we're gonna kill this man and so the fire goes off griffin's like oh <laughs> and he comes outside and they see the the footsteps in the snow and they're like got him bloop 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 <laughs> i do it again pop pop <laughs> yeah and so Griffin goes to the hospital because they're not worried about him anymore. They're like, this dude's about to die. So yeah. it don't really matter anymore. Yeah, hypothermia and gunshots. And so he tells Flora, his fiance, he's like, I meddled in things that man must leave alone. I'm dead mm-hmm. now. <laughs> but he got his body back. Yeah, he died. became visible again. And it's like, as Aw. it turns out, that was really the trick. You just have to die a little bit and then, <laughs> and then you'll be fine. <laughs> Just gotta die like 15%. Maybe all right. Okay, which like in 1933, horrible, but like the 2020 version, like just get some of those paddles that they use in the hospital and shock yourself. Like, <laughs> momentarily die, and then guess what? You're visible again. Like, yep. And so, uh, one of the biggest differences between the book and the movie is in the film, he the serum made him crazy. So, him turning invisible made him insane. In the book, he was already fucking crazy before. And then when he I mean, went he invisible, he's like, no one can stop me. <laughs> and then he like just, the super soldier theorem. It, it just enhances whatever is already there. The super soldier what? Serum. You said theorem. No, I said serum. I heard theorem with a TH, but it's fine. Yeah, you said theorem. Super soldier <laughs> theorem. Theorem. Beautiful. And yes, that's one of my favorite things about a lot of powers in comic books. It's like, Hey, you know, I was a meek, like little nerd orphan. It's like I want to help people when I get powers, or you're like, I'm God, so I'm just gonna take my place. <laughs> I'm God, <laughs> but no, With it, great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, thanks, Uncle Ben. I love that rice. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this movie's amazing. It's for the time. I know this wasn't funny. But there were some scenes that made me giggle. Like, no, it was funny. Their whole process of trying to catch him, like if just seeing cops go out into the woods with sticks, just uh, God, I hope. At I the end, him. when he had the cops' pants and he put them on, and he was skipping around, and he's like going out and find some nuts in the snow, nuts in the snow, nuts in the snow, and I was like, uh, yep, I laughed a lot. I fucking like, died. And then, then he goes, whoopsie. And then the woman just shrieking like, oh, pants are Pants after me. <laughs> uh, this movie is an absolute mess. It's great. It's, it's really cool. amazing. When he says mess, he just means funny. 
Yeah, it just in, goes to show back in the day, like that's what this is the kind of stuff they'd have to do to catch someone like oh, this. So good. In modern day, it'd be a lot harder to be invisible and naked in our world and not get caught. Real talk. So but so kudos yeah, to you. A lot more hiding spots. The scene, the scene with the barn towards the end where they all surround him and, and creep in and then light it on fire. That gave me some like real Red Dead Redemption vibes. Like that would have been a really like I could see that scene being redone and being just super dark. Yep. Oh man. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that game. Okay, so now let's go through what was everybody's favorite character in The Invisible Man, Katie. Uh, my favorite character was Flora, the girlfriend, because she was the only one who was like, "We gotta fix this, dude." Like he ran away, and some weird shit's happening. Like. I don't know. She's the only one to really show any humanity because the Invisible Man just was went fucking nuts, and all the other doctors were like, "This dude's just fucking nuts. Like, we gotta murder him or do something." And she was just like, "No, but I love him. Like, he's worth saving. We should save him." And it was played by a young Gloria Stewart, who, if you don't know who Gloria Stewart is, you definitely do. That would be the lady who played Old Rose in Titanic. Yarp. Through that gem into the ocean <laughs> 84 years is. and threw that bitch in the ocean she made that yeah. weird sound when she threw it. 84 years. <laughs> exactly 84 years like rose you could have been rich oh. she don't give a fuck <laughs> oh <laughs> all right uh micah uh i think i'm gonna go my favorite character is the invisible man griffin uh griffin i thought he of all the characters in this he was by far the most consistent character and um consistently crazy right well and it was just like a it he he did a really good job i don't know if it was as much him or the direction or whatever the combination of letting his madness kind of like like just get crazier and crazier and crazier as it went along it wasn't just like here's random spikes of craziness it just like there were spikes of craziness and then he was calm and stuff like that but each spike got more intense and the craziness just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Definitely. So yeah, he's, he's my favorite character. How about you, Emma? I agree. So Griffin was also my favorite character. Um, just because he was goofy, he was entertaining. He was super creepy and maniacal, but like, like Micah said, he was very consistent. Like he was pretty conniving from the front. Like when he walked in and he was like, give me a room. And she's like, we don't have rooms right now. No one comes here at this time of year. And he's like, no, but you can give me a room. And she's like, well, fuck. Okay. And <laughs> waving his hand. Like right. A <laughs> you do want to give me this room. And then he's like one with a sitting room, one with a fireplace. And I was like, Look at you throwing down demands, Mr. I, you can't even see my skin, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. He was great. He was a terrific asshole and it worked. I felt like he was trying like, and his, his personal like body acting that he did whenever he like at the very beginning, when <laughs> he like overdid some of the movement and my yeah. guess was maybe it was because he had that black velvet on or something like I know he was wearing clothes and, and stuff for that but I, I feel like there must have been something where they asked him to over accentuate just in case you know kind of like the uh 
like I, I almost feel just because it was so early that maybe the the film the like the filmmakers didn't have as much faith in their cameras being able to pick things up kind of like those old silent movies that we that we watched too yeah, because definitely. when we watched those they had to over accentuate because the the what is it vignette mm-hmm. on on it was just so deep that like it was really hard to see little things but he just like overdid everything and it was like okay oh, all right <laughs> it was crazy. like his pouty face i can't get over that when he when he screws up the first time he just goes hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I am on um, the Emma Micah train for Griffin. Uh, he was amazing. Probably one of the coolest old school villains I've seen in a long time. And you wouldn't think an invisible person would be that dangerous or scary. But back in the day, man, this son of a bitch was going wild out here naked, running around, just murdering people. He made it seem very easy to the point where he was like talking and flipping people. He spun a man like he had super strength. Just, sure just, did. just picked him up by his legs and just spun him around. And I'm like, no one can stop this man. It's, uh, he was great. It was very enjoyable to see him just do what he did out there. It was really fun. Okay, let's do least favorite characters. Katie. Jenny. The Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she was crotchety. She was bitchy. I'm like, okay. That's, there's no need for that. <laughs> no. And then... She just would not shut the fuck up. Those screams <laughs> were unbearable. Exactly. I couldn't. Emma. Ah, uh, yes. Micah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with I, I can't remember his name right now, but the the guy that he confides in. Oh, Kemp. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kemp. Dude, like froze. He and was then was leader. just like in a constant state of being frozen every time he was in the same room with him. And every time he left, he was just like back out slowly. Like just, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, it was like, well, better call everybody and let them know that he's here. It's like, okay, well, you went from stunned silence to, well, fuck this guy now. He's crazy. He's crazy. Well, lock him in a car and it's, it's, it's death o'clock. It's curtains for you, buddy. <laughs> So I'm going to go, well, honorable mention to the townsfolk. Uh, They were very, very dumb, but it was funny dumb. So they can't be my least favorite. Dude, the police officer that came in and was like, every time he took a breath, he had a surprise face on when they first came him in the hotel. And he's like, (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) But uh, so but I'm gonna go with Kemp. He was very bitch made, and so like I don't know, it's just a different time, I guess. But if somebody was invisible, like my old friend, if Steve was invisible and he's like, you know, help me do bad stuff, I'm like, okay, Steve. And the second he goes to sleep, I'm going to that room. I'm gonna hit him over the head with something. I'm like, tell me what to do, invisible man. Get out of my face. But I don't know. Right. I guess he was afraid of him, and he's like, I can choke you out. And I'm like, he seems like he's just a normal man. And he's been naked and cold all day. Like, he can't be that strong. But apparently he's <laughs> catching people off guard easy. So I don't understand it. But maybe he was just afraid of what he couldn't see coming at him. Though if he picked up something heavy, you could see it. So yeah, it's not like, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe choking hands are scary back then. But I don't know. I'd fight him. But Kemp was, Kemp was a poop head. So let us go to seven word synopsis. Yay. Go first, Because I only had one. 
So much invisible wang flopping all around. <laughs> Let me piggyback. I want to piggyback. When invisible can't see the uh, oh, you can't see the shrinkage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My junk's gigantic. Like, well, we can't see it. You just believe. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be flopping. If it's just tiny and perched up on your balls because you're cold, like <laughs> that's the you truth. wouldn't see like the flopping or hear a flopping sound. Yeah, one hand clapping. Yeah, it would sound like nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh my first one is my mind is blown by invisible face. Yep. Like, like I said earlier, when he unwrapped his face, like my jaw fell to the floor. I could like my mind is blown. Good job, 1933. <laughs> Yeah. Accurate. And my last one is uh those cops make Chief Wiggum look smart. <laughs> SMRT. <laughs> I make a motion to make that statement permanent. <laughs> That's the damn <laughs> That truth, is the man. truth. Yeah. Cop- I mean, but like I said, it was back in the day. No one knew what the fuck to do. You well, know? They were meant to be like that. It reminded me a lot of like um oh my gosh, what's that guy's name? The guy who um, is always asking for hamburgers in Popeye. Oh, Wimpy. Wimpy. That's what these cops reminded me of. Just like <laughs> all the other characters basically except for Popeye today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what that was. That's what these cops were. <laughs> all right, Emma. Oh dear. Okay. So my first one is enough head on that beer for porn. When that bartender poured him that beer, two thirds of that glass was head and he went for it and fucking chugged that cup. And I was like, okay, no, thank you. Hard pass. Um, My next one is that screaming wife is an absolute liability. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then I have a quote. How can I handcuff a blooming shirt? That was one of those moments where like he was overdoing his movements when it was just him in that shirt and he's like Oh. And then I have my two alliterative. Invisible imbecile incites insurrection incurring impressive imprisonment. Yeah. That's amazing. And then stir crazy scientist seeks solution to see-through situation. Yeah. Wow. You amazing. Okay, I got one more. Red Rover, Red Rover. Got my legs. <laughs> Damn. That dude got his shit just yanked. Oh my God. I felt bad for him. I was like, man, this dude's strong as fuck. I he guess, was super well, strong. Well, I guess getting choked is really scary in that world because he's strong as hell. No, that dude was super strong. Yeah, it's like he was throwing folks like it didn't make it's like i don't know mr universe putting his hands on you it was captain america (laughs) he probably got it was bucky but invisible (laughs) except for the arm (laughs) just just one metal arm coming at you bucky was invisible but his metal arm was right you just see one dang thing of vibranium running around and he's like people keep trying to like grab it and he just murdering folks because they touch him that's my strong arm. He puts the arm further out so you think he's way over there and he just punches him. He's like, right. hey, I'm over here. Look at me. Like, yeah, quit that. No, he just takes his arm off and sets it places and then just sucker punches folks. Oh, he's sitting at the table. Get him. <laughs> just, just this is like a short that I need. Marvel, what if? Are you listening? Because this is what I need. 
Exactly. What if Bucky was the invisible man? <laughs> Just out there naked with an arm. Okay. This movie came out November 13th, 1933. What do you cool cats and kittens think the budget for this movie was? Ugh. Cool cats and kittens. $300,000, <laughs> Carol Baskin. You out here asking for a Baskin, Otis. Come hey, on Carol, Carol Baskins. Gotta put an S on there. Uh, Emma. Uh, Katie, what did you say? 300000 Okay. I'm going to go for two mil. Two dollary dues. Micah? 1.2 dollary dues. 1.2. Retail price for Invisible Man was $328,000. Damn, Katie, get it, get it. Yeah, this movie, I guess that was a lot back in the day because oh, the money yeah. was 196000 So Yeah, but Frankenstein was more than that because Frankenstein was 262 Yeah, so, I mean... I guess there's a lot up. of effects. Getting... True. The newer movies we get, then it's like, you know, we got to put some more money closer into closer to it. color movies, too. Because we're like right on the brink of it at this point. True, true. So um, I looked around for a box office. I could not find one. Uh, I was looking around, and then I saw something that said 130. Thousand? Million? 130. Dollars? So <laughs> I don't think that was the box office for this movie. <laughs> Gosh. I saw that. I didn't see any denominations afterward. No periods or zeros. I was like, okay, someone didn't put that in, right? So it could be 130,000, uh, 30 million. That I don't, that's a right. fuck that ton of money. Right. It literally says 130. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, $130. Maybe 1,300,000. The international seems... box office, it made $130. There is no domestic box office information. So if we're going off of what, what Frankenstein made, Frankenstein did 12 million. So possibly a million sounds reasonable. Yep. Yeah, maybe. Because we're still, then you say we're still in depression, right? Okay, I found something. Yeah. Hey. Inter- international, but it doesn't have a domestic budget. It just says international, $27,000. Yeah, they don't have the numbers. And a lot of these older movies... They don't have all their facts. It had in. to have made more. Obviously, this movie's great. So it let's just say it it made its money. <laughs> Probably. Let's say they got saved by, oh, I don't know. Mo. Mo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like to think that if if Frankenstein uh a couple of months later made 1.4, but then by I don't know. A couple years later, it hit twelve million. This movie made at least a million. Let's. Well, I'll, 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 I'm down to say that because this movie is amazing. Well, yeah, and it's referenced a lot, and they made like fifty sequels. Like, oh yeah, this so, movie. They uh, have anybody... the Invisible Man meets Wolfman. They have yeah. like all the things. Yeah, it's great. So, does anybody have anything else to say about the Invisible Man? I know everybody was hyping on it. I wasn't into this one. This was another one that was kind of hard for me. It just was too choppy of a movie. It just, it didn't have any cohesion, really. It was just hijinks and and nonsense. And <laughs> like, I, I, I loved The Invisible Man. And it would have been cool, like, if they had had some seriousness surrounding his craziness, like a Joker-style 
you know, I know Mark, Emma was saying that Mark Hamill. No, he said that. You said that. Right. Uh, It was said that Mark Hamill based his Joker off of this portrayal of the Invisible Man. And it makes a lot of sense. And I think it would have been heavier emphasized if some of those moments had a little bit of a darker, you know, like that train crash, man, that train crash was devastating. Yeah. Like (laughs) I can, I can definitely see how this movie back in the day would have scared the pants off me with that car crash and the train crash and like him just being talking all nonchalant about how this is going to be his new thing with his partner. They're going to go out and kill people and he's going to make him invisible so that when he gets tired, he can make the other guy invisible so he can take some of the killing for a while. So the other guy can sleep. And I was like, no, yeah, I would have shat my pants in 1933. If I would have seen anything like that, I would have been like, I'm not leaving the house. (laughs) 33 Emma just, ah, right. I'm fainting on a faint, fainting couch. Oh, the vapors. Oh, no. It, just constantly but, fainting. <laughs> right. I loved I loved this, though. It was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, like what Micah was saying, I think a lot of that seriousness. Oh. So it would have made $5.58 million. That's nice. Incredible. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Katie was doing some hardcore yeah, i had to go to some ridiculous website and then it gave me like an, the adjusted for inflation budget or total which was 111.1 i thought you're gonna say million dollars. I was like, oh. no 111.1 <laughs> million dollars and then i had to go to an inflation calculator and figure it out from like backwards backwards inflation counter oh god <laughs> yeah, intense sweet that makes sense though Oh, yeah. But like I was saying, it, it makes sense what Micah was saying. Like he wanted some more, I don't know, cohesion story? to the story. But like I said, I, yeah. we jump into the story. It's like the second act for the Invisible Man. He's already done shit I and tried to I figure liked, out stuff. I didn't want to see him like working in the lab and becoming invisible. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't have to see that. So if we had yeah, that, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm sure that's in the newer versions. And that's why they're probably all two hours long. Yeah, Hollow yeah, Man. At is... least. Because you got to have the origin story. Yeah. You, you see Kevin Bacon before he gets all Nike grabbing boobs, <laughs> killing people. Oh, man. I can't wait to watch Hollow Man. That's going to be great. <laughs> okay. So if you have any cool Invisible Man facts, I can't remember that dude's name from the show. He was fucking awesome. You can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So uh, for everyone here, uh, if this is your first episode, it's a good one. I really like this movie and there were lots of laughs. Uh, welcome. If this is your 119th episode, what up, Guido? Or you can listen to any of the hundreds of episodes that we do here. Uh, tons of ideas are popping up. Hey, there's going to be some more Simpsons episodes soon. Hey, you remember <laughs> that show? I thought those guys died, Otis. No, we didn't die. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're in a coma? Nah, nah. But um, no, we we do a lot of stuff here, and so this movie's great. So for Katie, for Emma, and for Micah, thank you so much for listening. And oh, uh, Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. It's really cool. I love our stuff. We're all animated out with our cool little cute eyes. So, like I said, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back very soon with our last classic horror movie. 
we're gonna watch the wolf man yeah Ooh, i haven't seen it so wolf i'm actually man can't breathe <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> got a giant sticker on his oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> on his back wiggling and shit uh and then we will be going into spoofs spoofs spoof horror so you know that month last year where we were just laughing giggling extra hard a lot of it it's we're gonna be coming back to that i'm very <laughs> pumped for spoof story because <laughs> <laughs> oh that movie i didn't think oh man watch it again. that movie caught me off guard Shit. we must oh, we must God. i'm definitely watching that again okay so let me get let's get us out of here okay so thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very soon with another episode okay bye guys bye toots Ba-ba-da-ba. Can't Ba-ba-da-ba. see me.